So earlier this week, I got an email from my friend Jake Hicks across the pond, and he was proposing a discussion around AI, yes, AI again, but specifically how there were parallels between how we're perceiving AI or photographers are perceiving AI today and how they perceived microstock back in the day. And are there are there some parallels there that we can learn from? So uh, Alistair Jolly, my co-host, myself and Jake Hicks sat down for a conversation to see if we couldn't get to the bottom of artificial intelligence. And is it the same thing as microstock was back in the day? This is Twitter. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of This Week in Photo. I'm Frederick Van Johnson here, luckily, along with my co-host today, who's Mr. Alistair Jolly from across the pond. And Frederick. What's going on, man? You know we got a special Still guest kids? waiting in the yeah, and he's, to chat with us. He's on this side of the pond with me. We're outnumbering you this out. week. Yes, I am yeah. the odd man out. And it's the none other than Jake Hicks of Jake Hicks Photography, master of gels and color. How you doing, guys? And like having me on. How you doing? How you doing, man? Hey, How Jake. Doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. How many times have I got to be on here to be a host like Alistair? I mean, I, you know. You can be a host. In fact, I may like you to kill by yourself. How about that? I, I don't know about that. I'm not arguing over You're rank the, here, but. You can be You're on the alone, host. man. <laughs> All right, let's. We've so seen you topic... practicing your live streaming. Yeah, practicing. practicing. Oh, is that what it is now? Practicing. I'm just practicing. Wow, I'm practicing. just straight in wow. with the jibes, like off the rip. Oh, okay, I see how and it's going to go. You're pretty good at that gel stuff too, Jake. You should. You should. Getting better all the time, you know. Practice, <laughs> practice, practice. That's what Alistair tells me. Yeah, that's it. GP, GP. So, so what we're going to discuss, folks, today is, uh, as you may have seen by the thumbnail, etc. This conversation is going to be about artificial intelligence. I know you, you know, you may or may not be tired of hearing about AI, but um, I think this is going to be an important discussion from the context of drawing parallels between generative AI and what happened, if you're old enough to remember, what happened back with the when Microstock kind of first came on the scene and just all the things. So we're going to talk about that and then we're going to meander into a bunch of other topics. Before we do that, Jake, for the folks that may not have heard the name Jake Hicks or not familiar with your work, they will be after this, obviously, but give us a quick elevator pitch about who you are and what you do real quick. Uh, based in just outside London, UK, uh, portrait, fashion, editorial style photographer, been doing it for over 20 plus years, but uh, certainly known for my colored lighting shots. So a lot of very bold, over-exaggerated uh, colored gel shots of of mm -hmm. people. Um, yep. Yeah, that's, that's, that's certainly what, what my all, all of my work is, yeah. I love it. I love it. And, you know, we'll have a gallery of your work in the, on the site with the show notes, of course, and jakehicksphotography.com, right? Just head over there and you'll, you'll That's it, yeah. all, all get a taste of yeah. all the work that yeah. Jake has been working, you've been working on. Jake, you, you and I have had conversations over the years, just, we've gone pretty deep, right? About color and color theory and, and all the things, but now it's, is it all upended with artificial intelligence and someone being able to say, put in a prompt in one of these these engines and say, hey, make me an image of a beautiful woman wearing a bathing suit lit with colored gels in the style of Jake Hicks. I don't know if that'll work, but theoretically it could work. Yeah, yeah. Like, how, no, my images were. I mean, so that's a pretty, a pretty broad topic with a lot of minefields along the way there. Um, That's what I do, man. But, That's what I do. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to be careful here. I think yeah. I think there is a couple of things that we need to be, you know, looking at when we talk about this. Is one is really how it affects us and our industry directly. So actual photographers, professional photographers, people who take it, you know, very seriously, and you know how AI imagery affects society as a whole. Uh, you know, what does that mean in, in terms of uh, visual medium as, as well? Uh, you know, what is what is real? And in terms of copyright, like who, who owns these images right. and how much of your image can be copied before it becomes stealing. And so, yeah, there's a, there, you know, there's definitely a huge gamut there, you know, is, is AI imagery art, you know, is it, is it 
photography if it looks like a photograph you know so i think there's a lot of questions that that, that we kind of need to unpack and, and i think everybody's going to have different opinions on all of those um sure. so like me personally just the you know the kind of uh, thirty thousand foot view of of my thoughts on it is no it's not photography uh is it going to affect my work no i don't think so i, th- I mean mm-hmm. i you know, hundreds of people in a month steal my images to, you know, use on book covers or audio books or album covers or club nights or whatever it is, menus, like, water, you know. So, um, you know, are they going to now just use the AI tools to kind of make those images themselves? Yeah, probably. I don't think, you know, the people that are going to be using AI imagery to create the work that they won, I don't think we're ever going to be my clients in reality. So am I going to mm. kind of lose money because of AI? No. Are people going to be able to replicate my imagery? Sure. Sure. They are. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I, you know, I know that my, my images were in the original mid journey pool of inspirational content or whatever it is. So, um, and I know that you can create images like mine in there for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like you said, it's it's a it's an unanswerable kind of minefield of a question intentionally, right? Because it's it's like a it's like one of those was it Rorschach tests where you just kind of where do you sit on that? Yeah, what do you see in this shot? You know, I see you know bad stuff. Alistair, I want to I want to level set with you as well and get your your thoughts kind of along the same lines as as Jake. Where you fall on this generative AI kind of thing is it photography is it not photography are you bullish are you scared what do you what do you think uh i'm not i'm not scared of it i mean we've been i think all of us here today have been around long enough to see many many changes in photography over the years you know especially the transition to digital was you know everybody was scared of digital when it came around now we've all adopted it so i'm not scared of it i'm not uh i think there's certain sectors within photography that you know are going to um perhaps you know be affected by it um but what you're not going to be able to replace is you know is the people in the personal touch you know when someone commissions jake to take a photograph and has a brief and you know sits down and discusses what they want to to achieve and then jake visualizes that and conceptualizes it and creates it that can only be done to a certain point at the moment within AI. You know, the, sure. your your prompt your prompt can only be, you know, so good. But um, you know, I, you can't replace. I think photographers who 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 work directly with you know other people to create work for them or to create work of them, I think they're you know they're pretty safe that you know it's not going to take away those that p- personal skill set we have with interacting with people. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, I wonder, that's I wonder if, it's exper- if we're still experimental with it. I mean that, like from a from a creative standpoint, being experimental with, uh, you know, ideation. Like Jake, if you have an idea for a shot that you want to do, or Alistair, you have an idea for a shot you want to do, instead of sketching it out and doing all the things, you just get in front of your computer and prompt it out, and then take whatever's closest and then execute on that. Jake, have, have you have you done that? Like that that kind of way of using the tool no 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 i mean (laughs) i can see i can see why people kind of would do that and 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 look you know if 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 you just want to come home after a long day or whatever put a twitch stream on the second monitor and then fire up mid journey and just and just throw in some random words and and spit out some images and, and and you feel good about that there is nothing wrong with that at all there's nothing wrong with enjoying with enjoying creating something but in terms of use using it as a tool for me to create it's it's only going to be looking at stuff that's already done, right? This is not some yeah. magic pa- Pandora's box that is that is going to be looking at new ideas. It's it's looking at old ideas, right? And you can say, well, Jake, that's where inspiration is. You're looking at you're looking at old ideas on the internet, and that is. But f- for me, I, I I tend to come up with an idea in my mind and then execute it with like testing it right so yeah. i don't i don't share all the shoots that i do and you know, i certainly test a bunch of ideas and i'm in a i'm in a obviously in a fortunate position where i can test ideas with people and you know a lot of my work is 
able to be done in a, in a studio environment. I don't need to hire out uh, an elephant wearing flip flops to make my shots. In fact, you know, I can, you know, I can, I can do stuff in a studio. I don't need it to be so abstract, you know? Um, I need to prompt that. I need to take that Ele- elephant wearing flip flops in yeah. the style of Jake Hicks. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. But, but no, I, I, I think you've got to be very careful when you are, when you're kind of like, it's, it, inspiration incest right which is which is which is what creates which is what using these kind of ai tools is doing um where you're putting like you're, you're putting in ideas and it's giving you kind of regurgitated ideas back I, I, I saw somebody recently i think it was um i can't remember who it was but they put in like they wanted a landscape right and it spat out a landscape and in the sky it had this this weird grid pattern I was like, that's kind of weird, right? It's kind of weird. Okay. It's because the AI is looking at watermarked stock imagery. It's giving you the actual mm-hmm. watermarks in there. And if you if you say, oh, you know, portrait of a woman or something like that, you know, in it, whatever it is, and it'll have like these this kind of jumble of letters in the bottom right. It's emulating a watermark, right? Yeah. So it, it's yeah. it, it's you've got to be you've got to be real real careful with with kind of using it as this inspirational tool. I think if you're giving it the ideas to begin with, I think you should maybe run with it yourself and try and implement it mm. yourself yeah. there's also that thing where like when you're you know you're in the studio and you're creating something i mean i haven't done a lot of studio work in, in, in my career but you know jake you're you're in the studio and you, you've pre-visualized something and you're trying to to get to that point there's also those happy accidents that, that kind of happen along the way where your you know your concept maybe changes and you think oh, actually this is looking really good i'm going to run with this whereas you put in a prompt you get the result you move on you've kind of lost that you know flexibility to change yeah. direction or yeah. come up with yeah. something that you hadn't yeah. thought about you know and i've always said yeah. that kind of the, like we have this kind of newer generation of photographers that are maybe a little bit hesitant to kind of experiment or make these mistakes, right? Because I you know, mm. kind of feel like we're encouraged or we feel like we ought to share everything that we produce, right? Everything's got to be shared. We've got to, you know, post it on Instagram, did a shoot today. Like, you don't have to. It's okay to make mistakes. You know, I, I try ideas that don't work out, that never see the light of day. Um, yep. And that's, that, that's okay. And I've always been this kind of firm believer that these kind of mistakes that we make, are the seeds of creativity, right? Because you made a mistake. It didn't work out. It's just human nature for you to go, I need to try something different. And it's that process of you trying something different that is actually you being creative, right? The very notion of doing something different is is creative. So these and happy accidents, I think, happen far more than you, than people realize. Yeah, and that's that's where you find the fun, though. That's what I wanted to get to that, Jake. The the I don't know. Maybe 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 that's the the common thread that runs through this this argument of AI versus non AI. What's photography? What's not photography? What's a photographer? What's not a photographer? And that's the the creative journey of of getting to the end result and being satisfied with it enough to share it with people like the the path of least resistance could be represented by ai like i really just need this shot of a landscape you know with a white horse running through a green field boom because i need it for this ad campaign or whatever boom get a bunch of versions great i'm done right but if you're if you find happiness in the journey of having a germ of an idea while you're in traffic and then putting it together later, that that's the piece that you're skipping over with AI, right, Jake? And that's that's kind of the piece yeah. that yeah. that you like, right? Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people who you see kind of, you know, pro AI or generative AI who are like, I, I don't have the abilities that you have. I don't have the skills that you have, but I've got these ideas in my head that I want to get mm-hmm. out. And you know, I think it's a great, you know, it's a great tool for them. Maybe they don't have the, you know, the time to you know, learn to do it or whatever. That, yeah, that, that's fine. You know, it's, it's okay. And I, and, I, and I fully respect people who, you know, do seek a lot of joy from, I've had this crazy idea in my head that I've never been able to, to like, like to get out there and now they're able to do it. And, and that's great. I think all people should be creative. I think we are, as, as humans, we are all in, in inherently creative. And somewhere along the lines, some of us kind of forget that and others kind of follow it a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you 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 recently did um, a workshop or an event with Rob Grimm, right? We know Rob Grimm uh, from his work doing beverage photography and education and and all the things. The one of the I had a conversation with him on Twip a couple of weeks ago where he was explaining how he's incorporating 
in-camera AI into his work, i.e. <clears throat> a high-definition screen in the background with a mid-journey rendered background, and then he builds the foreground and lights it you know, accordingly and all that, and he's able to bring the best of both worlds into his workflow. Is Jake Hicks going to move in that direction? Like, do you see yourself ever doing the synthetic backgrounds? Yeah, I, I've, I've, you know, I've certainly done um, versions of it. So I've used mm -hmm. uh, like a stock imagery, uh, like a stock image, and it was portrait and I needed it in landscape. So I kind of, you know, generative AI gave it a lot more. So I mean, like, you know, two thirds of it was was fake, right? If you like. Mm, yeah. So I'm using yeah. some I'm using like a, a stock image as it as its base. And then I'm kind of ex extrapolating it out from there. So yeah, I mean, and I'm not saying I, I never use I've certainly used the generative AI stuff in Photoshop, you know, it's if I crop out an elbow or something like that, and then boom, it's mm -hmm. just two seconds. Of course, there is certainly convenience there that is going to be saving us time i'd have to go and get another image where the elbow was in there bring that in copy and like mm -hmm. cut it out so it's definitely saving saving time in post to do little bits like that i think the biggest concern that i have about this whole thing is people trying to trick people into thinking that ai images is photographs mm -hmm. like that's that's where i draw the line and it's a it's a goddamn hard line in my book and there is no no excuse for it like there really isn't oh well you know i'm just you know it's just it's just art it's all art at the end of the day no you are you are trying to trick people into thinking that what you're doing yeah. is a photo and it's not like if you're going to do it fine but at least own it right mm -hmm. uh you know like hang hang a print on the wall of course yeah but don't try and tell me that it's an original right you know just yeah. just just be honest with yourself yeah but you know you know uh we're humans right and humans do will find a way <laughs> humans currently will, will, currently yeah, yeah. Well, cur currently we're humans but we'll find a way to kind of you know it's a path of least resistance thing and yeah, I was having a conversation over dinner a couple of, couple of days ago, and we were talking about how theoretically someone could, while we're sitting at dinner on their iPad, generate a website, generate all the copy for the website, SEO friendly, clickbait heavy, all that, generate a bunch of articles for the web, all that, and then generate a portfolio for the website, generate a fake bio for themselves, generate a fake image for themselves, all that from an iPad while sitting and waiting. This was not possible years ago, right? This was this was impossible to do. Now it's relatively simple to do that and hang out a shing shingle and throw a PayPal link on there to book me and the Calendly and the whole nine yards. They could spoof the whole thing multiple times over. So like Alistair, in that, I mean, you, you have a, a long history in shooting like weddings and portraits and all that. Like putting that hat on from your, from your past, how do you feel about that from a uh, well, now anybody can get money from the crowds if, if someone's gullible enough to fall for an AI-generated image and not recognize AI-generated copy. Yeah, but the, you know that's the scenario you described there is them promoting themselves. They still have to go do the job. Like they still have to go yes. photograph the wedding and still right. and right. and still do it. And and you only mess that up once, and suddenly the community in the world knows that you messed it up. So there's. Something that's running through my head just now is this thought that people are concerned that AI is suddenly suddenly going to make clients, all clients, not value photography. There are clients who have never valued photography. There are clients who, you know, super, you know, value it to the nth degree. Those people who really value photography are still going to value it and are still going to want to hire Jake or they're going to hire want to hire photographers to do the job those who have never valued it they're going to use ai but that that doesn't that doesn't change the balance in that sense there's always been people who've just wanted to use cheap copies or cheap fakes or whatever i still think you know the big clients in the world might even you know it might even start valuing photography even more because mm. you know we're we've we've spoken about this before on the show, Frederick. You know we're seeing a resurgence in film photography, where mm. people are really loving getting back to the analog nature of 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 taking photography on film, developing it themselves because it's you know it, I hate to say it's almost kind of unique at the moment. You know to you know it gives you that little uh, extra flag of uniqueness that you're shooting film. So maybe as as AI becomes all this noise. 
what's going to set you above the noise is the fact that, you know, you do build the sets and you light and you choose the gels and you choose the model and, and you create the vision, pre-visualize something and create it live for the photographers, mm -hmm. uh, for the client. So, you know, it's not all doom and gloom, you know, maybe there, you know, in some sense there's, there's an opportunity for, you know, people with the skill set to, you know, rise above it. And people who don't value it, they won't, they never will. So yeah. I'm, I'm, we, we had the same, you know, the same fear mongering, you know, 15 years ago, whatever it was with stock photography. Right. I remember yeah. back then we all were like, oh my yes. God, this is the end. People are selling images for a dollar. Like, oh, this is the yeah. end of photography. That's it. We're all going to be out of jobs. Like that was, that was the, that was definitely the consensus back, back then as well. And it didn't, it didn't affect most people, if, if, if any, really, because like, like you said, Alistair, it's like the people who want to spend nothing are not your clients that like, that's not going to change right. the people who are giving you, you know, five or 10 grand are not immediately just going to go, do you know what? Yeah. No, we like, we're just going to start using AI imagery. No, absolutely. No, absolutely not. Um, yeah. to your point there, I do think that maybe moving forward, I can see more of an importance for photographers to be a bit more open with themselves rather than just hiding behind their work i think we may have to kind of be a little bit um a little bit more comfortable with 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 putting us as the human behind the camera out mm. there you know putting yourself out there being on it's camera talking B, you know bts or just just yeah. trying to trying to put yourself and, and and be a bit more real rather than just no my my work needs to speak for itself and i i totally get 100%. that that's absolutely fine but i do think we kind of maybe ought to be a little bit more inclined to put put ourselves out there the name but behind the work rather than just the yeah. work itself yeah yeah, yeah. I, had a, I had a conversation Go, sorry for i had a conversation with very recently with with a friend of mine what a phenomenal wedding photographer like maybe one of the best in the industry but is you know losing um you know um you know those inquiries to people who are crushing it on social media but maybe you know they're they're not good for, you know they're not as good photographers they're not um you know certainly not up to the standard that they are but they keep themselves behind the camera they don't you know they're not playing the social media game and therefore you know my advice to them was you know like you're going to have to get your personality out there because ultimately that's what people are that's yeah. the differentiator people are hiring you yeah, they're not hiring the camera you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah, and yeah, then on top of that, one of one of the other things is just the um like Jake, you brought up the, the micro stock flow. So if we if we go back in time, right, it was first there was the photographer, commercial photographer. Oh, I need to I need to hire Jake Hicks to shoot this ad campaign because I need these images and they need to be perfect. Here's our director, yada yada yada, right? The next step down from that was uh stock photography. Like, okay, maybe I can find an image and not hire a Jake, but it's going to be expensive, $5,000 or whatever, but that's cheap because Jake would have cost me 25 or whatever, right? Mm. So no, absolutely, the step, yeah. Yeah, the next step down from stock was when, you know, iStock and all those guys started showing up with micro stock. And now I could get that shot for a couple of bucks, right? Was changed everything, right? And now I can, it, it brought up the level and the quality of what people could get for next to nothing on images, decimating yeah. those other markets, you know, or <clears throat> putting a dent in, in them at least. And then the next thing was free, right? Like Pexels and Unsplash, Unsplash? and all those were mm -hmm. just like, it's free, just use it however you want to use it, yeah. right? So now, is the next level like you brought up in your email to me, Jake? Is the next level down or left or forward, whatever, uh, generative AI? So instead of all of that stuff that I just mentioned, now you don't even have to go to Pexels. You can just punch in a couple of words, and out comes what you had in your mind's eye. If yeah, that I mean, and the, if that's the the case, then. Should we care, right? Is it like photography didn't die because of Microstock and iStock and all those guys? No. It changed. So is this the same thing or is this something different? I don't know. I think it will be the same thing as the stock thing. You know, I, I, I don't okay. think it's going to affect, uh, choose my words carefully here, but, <laughs> but, 
proper <laughs> photographers carefully, man. Yeah, yeah. Blurt it out. You know what I mean? Like you know, people, people who, um, you know, people who kind of know what they're doing and have been doing it a little while, you know, and can produce a half decent image. You know, I don't think it's going to be affecting those those people. I mean, you know, like like you said, I'm sure you know you do articles all, all the time, Frederick, and I'm sure you know you've grabbed article uh, or thumbnails for YouTube videos and that sort of stuff. Boom, yeah. it's yeah. just I'm not, you know like you were never going to go out and pay a photographer to go shoot that like that that was that was never you're not taking any money away from anybody by Correct. using an ai image in your thumbnail at all right right, right. so um I, yeah i don't I, I it probably will mean that less of my images get stolen in reality like that's that's the way that i look at it <laughs> right or, or does it yeah you look right? at is the reality you look at a meter... stolen just a different way of stealing them right since you're you're the, the soul of your work is already in the machine right so mm. are they is it stealing if they generate an image that would not have been possible had they not ingested your image or your body of work well this is the copyright issues that i think we're going through now as well and there's been a couple of you know recent court cases where photographers are trying to take other people to court for using images uh, i think it was like a famous one recently with kat von D, the tattooist who used a famous image of miles davis and she you know mm -hmm. copied it like for like on the tattoo and i mean she she won the case uh which is which is fine i, I I'm, I'm absolutely fine with her winning that case in in terms of from from an artistic point of view i was just kind of curious if if that was five ten years ago would she have won the same case because she literally shared images online of her copying the image you know like literally in the shot copying it um so it, like you like it's it's copying <laughs> it's exactly the same right and she's priding herself on it being exactly the same but i kind of wonder like we are seeing a shift from from what i've seen in in a couple of copyright court cases uh being being won by the pe but by, by the person copying that perhaps i wouldn't see winning 10 years ago yeah. has has the has the society's opinion on yeah. copyright kind of been di been diluted as we see more and more tools able to to generate or be built on the 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 soul of the images that came before it type of thing so is, because, is are people yeah, becoming more these, lenient towards it exactly yeah because these cases are being you know decided by a jury of regular people right who are on mm -hmm. instagram who are on facebook who are seeing these images and are, you know and, and and are seeing that level of um content um, yeah. but it does kind of bring me on to my concern. So, so you asked me, does it does it concern me with my work? <clears throat> not, not hugely. Um, mm -hmm. I do see like the generative AI work being an issue for society as a whole because I think that I think we kind of underestimate the power that imagery has on us. Like we cannot unsee an image when, when we see it. Right? This is, mm -hmm. I mean, this is what mm -hmm. the foundation of semiotics is as well. Like it's ingrained in us. You, like you can't you can't undo it. So you can you can create an image and somebody see it, and even if you hear later on that it's fake, you you still cannot unsee that. You know, like the classic ones Correct. being you know Trump being arrested and dragged down the street and that sort of stuff. Like yeah. You cannot unsee that, and that will have an effect on your subconscious, whether you like. Like it or not when it comes to making decisions whether it be you know voting and all those sorts of things as well you know that's an extreme level another you know another thing was um this was this happened a year or so ago and i kind of mentioned it but we we as humans are pretty lazy if, if, we, if we don't know something i know i know we're all guilty of doing this but we go is it what is that let me just google that a second right we've all done that and the result that we get back rightly or wrongly we do kind of all just take as gospel right oh it's like okay cool right that's that's the answer like, there's no there's no quibbling it we just immediately go boom that's the answer right and fine <clears throat> the issue becomes is when we start to do that with imagery and like a year or so ago there was there was this image going around of a baby peacock and you can do it now you can you can type in baby peacock and you're like oh, what does a baby peacock look like and you type it in and what comes back is an image of like a bird with brightly colored feathers but it's kind of small and it's kind of cute and everybody just assumed that that's what it what it was right and it's not it's not that's not what a baby peacock looks like at all it's just a little brown <laughs> scruffy thing but it shows to you that that you can very easily kind of manipulate like knowledge pretty pretty quickly because of how quickly something like that gets 
disseminated. And what I mean by that is just the sheer volume of imagery that AI can pump out, right? Me as a professional photographer, like maybe I'm going to share, I don't know, like a hundred half-decent images a year, right? And, you know, an AI can do that in an afternoon and they all be unique and they all be of the same quality. So you're going to have this just huge, just vast quantities of visual data hitting the web all the time. And that is going to kind of shift the way that we are kind of seeing things and and our understanding of it especially with people as well like if you like uh, portraits like everybody in an ai image is absolutely porcelain perfect like just dropped mm. off the tree of life impeccable right <laughs> like and that's fine but it's not realistic of humanity right so yeah i think we just got to be careful with the sheer volume of this data that is being pumped out there and as well what what that means is like like, like i mentioned before we're going to have this ai incest where they're going to be learning off off each other so if you so if, if i go into an ai generator now and i ask it to produce an image of a baby peacock it's going to use the fake image the as its reference image, yeah. right mm. so this mm. is just going to this is going to perpetuate over time, right? And, you know, especially as we, we have more and more of these images hitting the web. It's, it's going to be huge. And it's interesting you talk about, you know, uh, the danger of AI, you know, having impacts on, on the future of, you know, decision-making, both here in the UK and in the US, we're in, you know, we're moving, it's an election year. You know, and I saw some articles today about, you know, discussions about should we ban you know, imageries of, of politicians being able to be made by these tools during election season, election years, that type of stuff. Because, yeah, you're right, you can't unsee images. Yeah. You know, I'll forever think that the Pope wears a big white puffer jacket, you know, because I've, I've seen so him in it. You know? yeah. So difficult <laughs> to unsee that. Yeah. 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 Um, so it'll be it'll be really good. And then the, the, you you talk there about, you know, Googling a, a baby peacock and it being misrepresented uh, in the search results and and you naturally wanting to believe those search results. Frederick and I were involved in an interesting conversation. We were judging a competition recently and uh, there was a street photographer who won the street category with a, a stunning image taken in Portugal. Uh, and once we announced the winner, we were inundated with a few folks saying, oh, this is Henri Cartier-Bresson. This is a Bresson picture. He's, you know, who's the greatest street photographer of all time. And, you know, this this guy's just entered a Bresson picture into the competition and now you've made them the winner. This is crazy. This is crazy. What's actually happened is his picture is so good that it had been miscredited by several people on online as being a Bresson. You know, it's so good it could be Bresson. And suddenly the search engines think it's a Bresson image. So when people Google the image, they're saying, oh, this guy's this guy's copied Bresson, but it's it's his image and people have, you know, so you can't believe what, what you search and you, know, you have to do even more due diligence now. And I think, I think you should do, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. And I think going forward, like, you know, listening to, to my kids research stuff about history and stuff, they're going to, you know, that young generation is going to have to double down on doing their due diligence and believing anything. Um, and I just hope they're not too lazy and that they actually have to be even more prone to double checking things than we ever were, you know? Yeah, that's the thing, though, because Jake, you hit it right on the head with the, you know, the, the incestuous nature of, you know, the the dog eating its tail of AI, mm. right? And at what point does it just break down? But I would I would go on to layer on top of that. There's that incestuous nature and you know the the peacockness of it. It's putting out images that aren't correct but seem plausible and believable. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When, and, when, it, when it's then, on that kind of cusp, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah, and I don't have time to research that. But yeah, okay. Right? It's like yeah. a baby peacock. Yeah, it's a baby peacock. Yeah. I'm gonna put that in my newsletter, right? And then and then the layer on top of that though is the echo chamber of humanity. You know, because when someone gets some information from the internet and they, in their heart of hearts, believe it to be true they're going to go and just verbally spew that out to other humans and tell them the yes. same thing, right? Yeah. Which is what we yeah. see, you know, Alistair, you mentioned this is an election year. That's very similar to how we got in the situation that we're in right now, where people just believing what they hear on face value and it's repeated over and over again. So they believe it in their heart of hearts so much so to do things that they shouldn't be doing. So in our world, how, do, how does that translate? Or how do you even mitigate that if... You know, someone is like Jake in, in your situation, someone is looking at a body of work 
that is in your style, but it's not you, but it was AI generated by you. And they believe that that was generated by John Doe. John Doe is the best commercial photographer I know. He is a master of colored gels. Look at the intricacies of how he manages the transition from color to color. He's mastered it, right? When it's really you, you've done it. Now someone, now you show up and say, no, that, that was my work. Now you're the liar, Jay, because they've yeah, already, right, because, it's because like religion. Truth. They've already yeah. invested in believing this thing over here. There's no way you're going to change their mind to believe something else. Truth is based on volume. Yeah. And that's, and that's yeah. where I have an issue with it, you know, is, is because yeah. the, of, of the sheer volume of kind of fake data or, or, you know, synthesized data that is, that is being pushed out there. I, you know, AI generated images. It's just the sheer volume of it that I, that I don't think many people are kind of comprehending when you consider that the amount of fake images that are going up onto the internet versus kind of kind of real ones of actual real things is is definitely uh, definitely gonna definitely gonna shift hugely towards yeah. the ai and, side of it and the case law is being written right now i mean what was it just this past week as we record this this is the we're february 15th 2024 day after valentine's day i think it was earlier this week or last week um, Sarah Silverman, you guys know the comedian Sarah Silverman? Yeah. So she had filed a lawsuit, I think, against OpenAI for ingesting her material and her comedy into the engine. And you could, you know, it could, I guess, spew out jokes like her. Uh, she lost that lawsuit against OpenAI, right? I mean, and I'm telling you, man, we're seeing more of people that. People were going yeah. in and having it write Sarah Silverman jokes, you know, because it, it had the reverse effect, I think, that she was looking for. Because people were going in and say, write me a Silver Sarah Silverman joke about whatever, and it would just right. spew out this horrible dad joke level quantity, <laughs> quality, right? Yeah. And they were like, if that's what Sarah Silverman does, then, you know, I'm not going to hire her for any gigs, right? So it had the, the reverse effect of it. And I wonder if that translates over to us as well, you know, over to the photography world so yeah well, that's not AI, just stealing work though that's that's tarnishing someone's reputation as well Correct. like it's not just yeah. you mm -hmm. know if it mm -hmm. if it says these are these are images by alistair jolly and then they're all terrible then it's right. not that's even worse than them looking as good as mine right you know um yeah, true. Yeah, true yeah that's that's a scary thought yeah so yeah you guys mentioned mm -hmm. competitions and that sort of thing as well that you know that that's that's a very you know hot topic at the moment mm. with you know ai imagery and competitions and i mean i i kind of uh, messaged my or i, I did, a, did a post in my community i just go oh i'm going to be talking about ai on uh, you know on, on twip hopefully i don't cancel myself by saying something you know that i shouldn't uh, regardless you know <laughs> about ai artists and it, like it is a very you know jesus there is a very a lot of opinions come in very very, very quickly on on that and and yes. they do range from I love creating AI art. Here's my, my AI art to people going, you know, they should all be catapulted onto the moon to people who are like, yeah, you, you can do it. Just, just don't call it photography and that sort of thing. But when it, when it gets into this, like entering these AI art into competitions and them winning prizes, it starts to definitely dilute the value of photographic yeah. competitions. Right? And that's the honesty. Regularly doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the honesty thing you spoke about. You know, Frederick and I have judged a couple of competitions recently, which um, have an AI category, right? So there's a section, a category within it specifically for AI to give a place for that work to be judged okay. as Good. as as it is. And yeah, people yeah. are honestly putting it in there. We had seen, uh, we'd seen over the last few years, portrait uh, categories and landscape categories where, you know, there's AI imagery in it. And, you know, up until recently, you know, we were experienced enough that we could tell these were AI images. You know, the portrait with the person with six fingers is probably, you know, an AI an AI image. It's getting harder. It's getting harder it and harder to to judge it. And there's we've been through this this curve of uh, people deliberately entering AI images to try and spoof the competition, try and win oh, it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It happened in the Sony Awards where the guy was quite open about the fact he put put in an AI image to see to see how it would stand up. Interestingly, in a competition recently that had an AI category, Frederick and I were also saw people putting real photographs into the AI category 
to try and fool us that way around as well. Yeah, We're like, yeah. come on, give us a break. You know? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but when there's the, when there's when there's prizes and you know things on the line or monetary gain and sort of stuff, yeah, people people are always gonna gonna do that. And you know, you can call them out, and you know, it comes under the guise of ah, oh, just you know, hustle culture, isn't it? You know, just like it's, it's not. No, you're just mm. being a dick, really. If I'm honest, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't, you don't right. They're trying to that. they're trying to create a story, trying to create a, yeah. a situation where they can call out the brand or the competition runner and saying, "Hey, I fooled you, and look how you know it's supposed to be you know a photography brand, but we fooled you with this image, you know." But it was it was quite the turn of events to see, um, you know, traditional photography being entered into the AI category for for yeah uh, for one reason or another you know but yeah. Uh, right. yeah, it was right. let me ask you this then and, guys go on go on sorry go on finish yeah no, i was just going to say in the image that won the ai category it's, it's a phenomenal image phenomenal <laughs> phenomenal image um as a standalone image um we can debate whether it's a photograph or not ever but as a as an image it, it's it's, I mean, it's not incredible, incredible. But yeah 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 exactly right. that. That contest from, the, yeah. from the show notes uh you're you're gonna say something Jake? yeah i was just it's it's an interesting kind of feeling and process that we go through and i mean i mean you you guys are both photographers and have been for many years but uh, if you if you're i don't know just browsing you know morning coffee or something like that you know you browse in instagram and you know you come you like you know you stop on an image and go oh wow you know that's beautiful beautiful shot and like yeah i really enjoyed that that's, that's, that's really cool that's yeah it's pretty impressive and then you you know kind of dig a little deeper and you find out it's ai how do you feel frederick when, when that happens to you um, sorry, I had myself muted. Uh, that that is a good question, and I was that's a good segue because I was going to bring that up. Um, I'm different, right? Because I I think because I am in this industry, and you know, I love photography, and I love photographers, and I appreciate the art, and I know the effort that goes into the the artisanship of photography. I'm going to feel some kind of way if I'm looking at at an image that's not generated using the techniques I've become accustomed to. However, um, But when you originally other... saw it, you thought it was a photo. And then when I really originally saw it, I thought it was a photo, then I found out it wasn't a photo. Um, yeah, so if it was me, I'd be pissed, right? If it was it's okay. photographer, podcaster, twip Frederick, yeah. smug mug, yeah. flicker guy, I'm going to be pissed because that's disingenuous and you're, you know, you're, yeah. you're, uh, you're damaging, you? you're, you're damaging. But hold, there's another side of this, though. The other side of it is if I'm not me, if I am just a, uh, you know, I'm a consumer and a lover of art and I see this image and it moves me, it, it hits something in my soul and I'm like, oh, this image is fantastic. And then later I found out, I find out that it was put up as a real photo and now I know it's AI. I don't know that I would care as much as I'm a photographer as a photographer because it's all about what I'm seeing and how it mm. makes me feel. It's the end result of it and not the process. The photographer cares about the process mm. and the turmoil Absolutely. and the hardship yeah. it yeah. went to get there. Yeah. The end consumer doesn't yeah. care how the Sistine Chapel was. Maybe they care about Sistine Chapel, but I know what you, mean. you don't yeah, care yeah, about the you don't care about the paintbrushes yeah. that were used yeah. or the ladder or any of that stuff. You just want to see the art, right? But it's kind of weird, right? And, and I, I, I absolutely agree with the both of you. And I would say that I, I, I feel betrayal though as well, right? I do Ooh. feel like kind of kind of betrayed about it. You know, it's just like, God damn it, you know, I felt this way. Because yeah, I, I have to agree with you, Freddie. I am somebody who is, you know, technique orientated with regards to I'm seeing an image and I'm going, God, yeah, he must have been there. And that, you know, a little bit of long exposure there was nice. Maybe he's moving the camp. Like I'm looking several steps deeper and and then to, when, for all of that just to be whipped away and just gone, oh you know, that they just they just typed in eight, eight words, job done. Yeah, you do feel kind of betrayed about that. And it, but it, but it's kind of a weird one, right? Because you you go, you know, let's, let's say you went into a restaurant and you sat down and you, or, or, and, and you had a burger and it's just like, oh, you know, the burger was pretty pretty tasty. And uh, you know, you go to the waiter and it's just like, yeah, a, a, a burger was tasty. But kind of that's weird. It kind of tasted like a Big Mac or something like that. And it's like, oh yeah, no, it was a Big Mac. It's like, well. <laughs> I, what what no i know i just walked into a restaurant and you know sorry so you said you enjoyed it no i did i did like it but so, so what's the problem here then and it's like there is that kind yeah. of weird betrayal right because you, you feel like you're being tricked right it's yeah. like yes it's you did enjoy of, it but i thought it was something else you know yeah it's the context well, of how you've you? consumed it right it's how mm -hmm. 
like when you're looking at a photograph, if I'm if I'm looking at a bunch of you know uh, an AI category Instagram account, then oh that's that's impressive. That that's impressive. If I'm looking at you know landscapes of Instagram and looking at all these beautiful things around the world, and you look at one, and you think that's incredible, and then it's AI generated, then the person's quite plainly trying to you know pam it off as a as a photograph super super pissed off super you know betrayed with with that's that that type of thing but um yeah do can i just simply appreciate something as being good irrelevant of how it's been produced i don't think i ever have i've always wanted to (laughs) i've always wanted to know how it's been done you know we were talking you know it wasn't that long ago going back to the competition thing it wasn't that long ago that we had to have a separate category for anything that had used photoshop yeah. You know, you would have Absolutely. you would have a, ca- yeah. a Photoshop yeah. category, right? Because yeah. that wasn't real photography; it'd been retouched. So yeah. I'm like, you know, so now I think, well, am I just being an old dinosaur and thinking exactly? Uh, you know, yeah. that, that AI is, is not photography. So yeah, yeah. I mean, because you're absolutely We've right. Been here we before. With, yeah, we, we did it with digital and film. We did it with you know mm-hmm. autofocus and manual focus. Well, I mean, if you know, mm. if, if you're going to like that you hardly hardly really call yourself a professional and, and you know like we did it with black and white and color film you know it was plenty of mm-hmm. um you know color, 35 color mil 120 mil yeah i mean it was just like you're shooting in color it's just like absolute heathen just just don't yeah. even bother you know yeah. it's just disgusting yeah. like so yeah you're absolutely right as to we have been there we do need to be kind of careful that, that we're not caught on the on the you know doddering old old man side of things yeah um, i mean even the raw versus jpeg right you only oh yeah it was right, both yeah. ways like, i mean if you're a real mm. photographer you're going to shoot jpeg because it's like slide film you know you shouldn't need to have the latitude in there and then other photographers say well if you're a real photographer you're going to shoot raw so you can have the flexibility in post in order to change it, you know? There's it's, never there's never a right answer. It's, it's wonder, tough, yeah. Um, go ahead, Jim. No, yeah, just, just just lastly on that note, and it is always that, even even with regular images now, you know, I've certainly shared images or people have seen images and just like, I need I need to see the unretouched version of that. Well, why? Like, what, what, what do you mean? I, I need to see the, you know, how much you've done in post. Okay, like, do I also need to, show you what the model looked like without makeup on as well like how far back do we go like, you know right. Like, right. like where do we draw the line here on what you consider to be okay right like it's, yeah. it's like where do we draw that line yeah yeah but again the people asking those questions jake are going to be the the people that are in the industry it's not going to be a normal photographer or, or a normal consumer of the image. A normal consumer of the image that does not have a photographic background is not going to be asking those details. They're going to be consumed with the story that you as the artist was trying to tell them, mm. which is yeah. what you want, right? You don't want people, yeah, how was is, how is this sausage made? You know, you want to taste the sausage and enjoy the rest of your day, right? That's it. But then there's the the sausage makers that get a hold of that same sausage. Maybe sausage is a bad, is a bad analogy. <laughs> Loving where you're going with this. Loving where you're going with this. As, as, as I, I traverse I down this rat yeah. hole and dig myself yeah. deeper. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, right? I mean, if it's, you know, I mean, if someone, someone, is the the end of the day at the end of the day it's all about story right and i've been i've been struggling with that for years is how do you how do you tell stories people want to hear stories we're we're human creatures that survive on story and telling other people's stories which is what what photographers do but in a single frame so how do you how do you reconcile that as a photographer, you don't, right? With AI, you just it's just another tool that you may or may not like and it's Cuz it you know there be... is no story behind it. Yeah. Yeah, you know right. you no know story yeah, unless it. you force yeah. one. Like I was yeah. I was I was doing this experiment. In fact, I'm doing a, a talk at this conference called Photoclave here in the in the Bay Area in a couple of weeks. And part of the talk is about the idea of using AI as an entertainment journey kind of tool versus a Photoshop level meticulous to the pixel creation tool. And what I mean by that is, so during the presentation, using ChatGPT, I generate a character and have a conversation with this character. Like I tell GPT to role play into you are you are a creature of the forest that has been placed there to do X, Y, and Z when people come to the forest, whatever, right? And then I ask that creature a bunch of questions and just have a dialogue back and forth and then i ask it to describe what it looks like 
right? So then it gives me a description of what it looks like, which I then place in a generative AI engine like Midjourney or Leonardo.ai, and now I can see it. I can see this thing that I've been having a conversation with. And then I generate this, you know, a, a script for it and have like 11 labs, which does voice generation, give it, you know, I'll yeah, tell, tell this, tell this chat GPT thing to monologue about its worldview for a paragraph, take that paragraph, throw it into a speech generation engine and tell it to create a creepy voice or whatever. And now I have a photo, I have a personality that I can have a conversation with and I know what it sounds like. So none of that this feels is, like a lot of streams getting crossed there. <laughs> it is, but it's, but yeah. from a, from a creation standpoint, it's fun, right? I'm, I'm creating. Jeez, it's absolutely yeah. fascinating. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not, no it's denying not that. pixel. Yeah. It's not to the pixel, like Jake, Jake Hicks level meticulousness about how all this stuff's going to fit together. It's about, oh, maybe I'm entering a world that I have nothing, I know nothing about, right? I'm going in here and having conversations with these entities. It completely left field of what a traditional, I think, I think part of the takeaway from that is it, there are other ways to experience this AI stuff without looking at it as an analog to Photoshop or this is the end all be all mm. for creation. What if you lean into more of the storytelling side of it and release control and let it do what it's going to do. Is that still art, right? Is it still everything I just described? Is that art, or is it everything? It's still art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I the, Del the, deliberately the, doing something to create some piece of art. The con the the concept of deliberately going out there and creating something, and and as you've just explained, you've created an artistic format that you wanted to do. That it's it's art for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The new um go. The new Google can uh, version can now animate that into video as well, like instantly. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. I was yeah. testing that. And it's yeah, it's yeah. so nuts. There's so much to talk about. Jake, you got to come back on, man. We got to have you on. There's so there's so many. I think I feel like we just this episode was more of like a table of contents, and we, we need to. <laughs> I mean, yeah, all of this extrapolated on. Yeah, yeah. I would just because there's one Go on. There's one area that I've been been thinking about, Jake. You and I have had long conversations about our uh, education and photography, right? About yeah. you know the the traditional going to college in the UK, learning how to do photography, and that kind of journey that you know we've been on. Um, I, I wonder how that world is going to change. You know, how is education of photographers mm. going to change? How are they going to be taught to use these tools? Who makes the decisions? How they're taught to do? to use these tools. I think it's going to be fascinating for that younger generation coming up to see how, uh, how did, how did they, uh, force the direction of, of the use of these tools. It, it's, it's going to be fascinating to watch as, as, as we move into retirement from this industry and, and, and watching it, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be absolutely incredible and it's going to happen quite quick. You know, yeah. I would. Uh, yeah, that's 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 the thing that I think many people are kind of maybe not taking full appreciate, you know, fully, fully appreciating at the moment is how quickly this is. Mm. You know, this is moving. Like, you know, you, you think about kids entering school today, like for the for the first time. How many of those kids are going to have jobs that are just simply not invented yet? Like most of them are going to mm -hmm. are not going to have jobs that have even been invented yet at the time mm -hmm. they start learning. So I think that there's just going to be this 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 huge growth and this and as we've seen with AI art, you know, and speaking to somebody who um, was fairly high up in AI at, at the time, and he was like, "Look, we." we thought this was decades away. We really thought this was decades yeah. away. And we really thought that this generative art that, that we're talking about here was going to be the last thing that was going to be solved, right? It was really just going to be, you know, so many other levels of AI were going to be done long before we, we, we were able to create art. And, you know, the reason being is is just, just because of the data that, that, that it's getting. It's just everybody was on board. Everybody was giving it, you know, here's, here's four images. Which one do you, the human, prefer? This one that's it right and that's that's ai learning as to okay so you like these 
pretty people more than these other not so pretty mm -hmm. people like this is what you define as being good and you just extrapolate that as millions of times that's how the ai was able to learn just so incredibly quickly was by how many people were actually giving it the data that it that, you know that, that it craved um yeah. but it's and th that is only going to grow right you, you look at 18 months ago when i when i had a you know free mid journey account to check it out i mean it's like night and day to what it is now you can't even yeah. it's, it's yeah. not even the same piece of software hardly you know it's mm -hmm. just incredible where it where it is now um yeah yeah i, I will yeah, just add I, one one final thing on this and that is yeah, my advice to people kind of playing with this absolutely play with it and enjoy it you know and don't feel any 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 shame for creating stuff with ai absolutely play with it but my one real you know kind of piece of advice for this is to if you are going to play with it then and if you are going to share the images, do it on a separate account, right? And I cannot stress to you how important that is. If you're a photographer, is to not mix in AI art with your actual photographs on your profile. It's not a good look. And more importantly, that we are going to see um, a huge shift with regards to how social media, like Instagram mainly, Meta, is going to be treating AI images. And if they sniff out that it is an AI image, it's just going to be crushed in, in, in the algorithm. And all your other real photographs are going to be crushed alongside that as well. And there's many, you know, big names out there. I mean, Solstice Retouch and uh, Chris Knight, like all those, all those guys have separate random named accounts that you'll never find because they're because they're playing with it right absolutely right. play with it but they keep it separate absolutely got you know it's not under their name in any way it's very very separate because they, it will be crushed in the algorithm once you know once they're able to do it and instagram is doing it now meta is doing it now that like those those ai accounts that, that you see like incredible images but they're not getting any traction because meta knows that that, that, that the ai so they are being crushed yeah. so do keep those the images reckoning. separate from your main work yeah i want to i want to end on this uh i want to put this to both of you guys in and uh and see see where where your sensibilities lie so are you are you familiar with the idea of agi artificial general intelligence not just ai artificial general intelligence so in a nutshell, I'm no AI expert, but in a nutshell, AGI is basically um, the singularity, as it were, when computers <laughs> are as intelligent as humans are and can make decisions and do all the things that we can do and are in, imperceivable from being different from us from a conversational standpoint. Um, beyond the uncanny valley, beyond all that stuff, it's just like you wouldn't know you were having a conversation with an artificial being if it didn't tell you, right? So moving, yeah, and that's here. <laughs> yeah. That's here. So yeah. there, they like you were saying, we were thinking these things are years or decades off. This is around the corner, they say. AG or uh, OpenAI says this AGI stuff is literally it's probably working already. We just haven't seen the released version of it. So then, for the context of this conversation, what happens when? There's an AGI, which for all intents and purposes is a sentient life form, right? That can make decisions and all that. There's an AGI that now has photography skills and an artistic fire in a certain direction. Like this AI feels like it must tell the story of homelessness in Liverpool, right? So it, mm. that's its focus and it does, it renders a bunch of images that are photographic quality, based on that and they look great this thing it writes its captions it does it for all intents and purposes is a photographer that's telling a photo story and it's an important story it, it's moving you know it, it changes opinions all the things that photography is supposed to do jake uh, you first this right, entity thanks. is on the scene how do you perceive this entity is this something that should be burned at the stake and killed before it reproduces or is this is this just another peer in the peer group that we get to work with what do you think yeah i mean i like you know you you, you can't stem the flow of that tide right i mean that's you right. know if like you're probably right in that it, you know that it is around the corner and i would argue that the data is there it's just the processing power that is that is required um and you know as, as soon as quantum computing becomes you know more of a oh my god yeah more of a thing then it, it's you know it's like the sky's the limit for that you know because you're probably right in terms of the code is 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 there it just like the, the, the sheer amount of processing power that is required to then give you an output from that code is is, is probably vast um so 
so yeah, I do believe that you're probably right in that it's coming around the corner. I mean, then you're just talking like another photographer, right? You know, like, you know, yeah. Jeff, Jeff is now my competitor. Okay. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a sin. He's not real. Um, but, uh, but like, he's now my competitor. I guess you could call it like that. And then you, your argument was going to be, well, Jeff doesn't need to pay rent. So he's going to charge $5 for his image where, where, whereas, whereas you're charging, you know, a lot more. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so then I think you just got to be, you just got to keep pushing forward in terms of being creative, right? You, you got to be the one that is reinventing yourself a little bit and tr trying to yeah. do something else. I mean, wedding photographers, you know, that's, that's never going to be an, an, an issue in my opinion. Cause you like, like, like you just said, you have to go out there and do it and be there and actually yeah. generate these images of the real people. So, you know, they're okay. I, I, I think Jeff, Jeff doesn't need fed at the wedding though. <laughs> No, that's true. Yeah, yeah. he's probably he's, he's he's probably not going to dash off after the first dance. Yeah, yeah, um, he's there for yeah. the whole thing. I, yeah. the, um, I can see it. Ugh, that was a really I, I'm just having flashbacks to trying to get something to eat at a wedding and thinking, man, Jeff has one up on me already. He doesn't have to be fed. He has exactly. to be plugged in though. Probably yeah. the what the, my initial thought there when you started talking about AGI though is what happens when AGI gets combined into something from Boston Dynamics. Oh, the, the the robots they're making, it's just, you know, yeah. they'll, they'll be able or, to physically go, Tesla. they'll be able yeah. to physically go to the wedding and take photographs and, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, jump over the fountains and not fall in them and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, interesting I, yeah. times. I still think you're yeah. going like, to, you, you need to be creative, right? AI is uh, at the moment and probably for, a good while is only going to be feeding off what you what you give it right so i mean I, i'm i'm always I'm always of, of, of a belief that you know for, for me and my work i just need to be pushing forward and doing doing something new and trying to generate new ideas you know come up with new ways of seeing things and that's 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 the job right i mean you know it sounds it sounds crazy when, when you write it down but each year it's like well i got to reinvent the wheel again what am i going to do to you know kind of make my images stand out and do something different and that's 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 the job uh so yes i agree with you but but at the same time i think that if you are doing that if you are pushing forward and you know kind of uh trying tr trying new things and putting it out there and offering something unique you, you know then i think usually like, you, like you're going to be okay like as long as you're offering something unique that you can't get anywhere else that's right i yeah. think i think you're going to be okay yeah you need yeah. an agree experience and you know yeah it sets well, your part already. It sets your part already. It's only. I think it's yeah. only going to even more so set your part going forward. I just think like science fan. We'll wrap this up now. And thanks for letting me go along with this, guys. Um, the I think we'll we'll um, things will start becoming clear. And this is me putting on my sort of tech hat, right? Of where I think's gonna what I think's gonna happen. I think that whole scenario of having this artificial bob that has its own you know, artistic sensibilities. I think that's going to happen. And I think there will be this world at some point in the future, because we are moving to a distributed work culture anyway, right? That these, I mean, in this, in a zoom meeting was to say there's one of these things can just show up in there with its, with its, uh, what do you call it? Unreal engine rendered body, you know, <laughs> inside yeah. of the Zoom with its artificially mm -hmm. generated voice and talking photography and doing all the things, right? Then we would never know. We'll never know the difference, you know, at some point in the future. And how do we deal with that? So beyond dealing with, is it AI or is it not? I think the next level up from there, is it, is it human or is it not? And who am I dealing with? And do I care? Like, I'm never going to meet you in the first place. Can you do the job? Yeah, you can do it. Here's my, you know, PayPal. Go for it. Make the thing. But as this as this tech evolves, it's it's not just this one thread, which is kind of what we're looking at. We're looking at this one kind of thread, as in, you know, stand there, press press button, right? I do think that there's going to be a lot of branches off from this in terms of creating other jobs that will then create other other yes. avenues. Um, you know, I mean, we can talk about this another time, but just one example of that. This this year, I was commissioned to help somebody to light, uh, add dynamic lighting in Unreal Engine. So I was using, you know, using my knowledge of lighting and applying it into a virtual world. Now I was able to do that remotely, but I'm mm -hmm. essentially lighting this virtual world. Um, 
you know, of meta humans, which are the, you know, um, humans that they're making and that sort of thing. And that's, that's what I was, that's what I was doing. Now, if you, if you said to me 20, 20 odd years ago, when I left art college, yeah, that's what you could be like, what? No, it's going to be lighting in a virtual world for this game engine that is going to be used to light fake humans. Like what on earth? That's just nuts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you hit it right on the head, though, right? That's a good point to end on, because you have that classical training and understanding of lighting, exposure, what these different dials and widgets do when you're trying to create or capture an image uh, versus just putting in a prompt and having it generate something. You understand how to do that kind of stuff, which means people that are building these virtual worlds are going to hire you because you understand the intricacies of light versus something that's just kind of replicating something that it saw and not intrinsically understanding how it got to that point. So that's, yeah, I think you've got to be open to selling your knowledge and experience as well as selling your final product. Right. And I think that sometimes we can be kind of, you know, just all focused on that final product. Right. When you, when you realize that, you know, what, what you have, what you've built up, your knowledge and experience does also have value as well. You know, so I think we've got to be more, more open to seeing that. It still rings in my ear what you said earlier in the conversation, Jake, about uh, putting our humanity more on display as a differentiating factor from these AI generated things, you know, and how Mm. important that is to show that, hey, uh, you know, behind the scenes, I'm actually making this thing by hand, you know, and here it is. And that's why it costs this much, you know, versus mass marketed something. I think that that is key, right, for a lot of people. And it's it's always been like that. We all have this humanity thing, you know, show it as your stamp of authenticity, right? Yeah. And I think you've got to be putting yourself out there as, as just, you know, like, uh, you, like just just a photographer i know i'm being harsh there but you know try and try and see yourself as as this artist rather than a, f- a photographer because i think that, that that meaning is kind of getting a little bit diluted now and look i've i've done this in the past and I, I would encourage anybody to do this but you know go into like any any major you know city and go into a posh art gallery you know brush your hair or something or go in there but go in there and kind of inquire about a piece of art and watch how they sell that piece of artwork to you because they're not going to go oh yeah it's this you know like the canvas is is actually got you know four really nice bits of wood and the paint that they used was you know was actually this paint they're not fucking talking about that they're talking about the artist they're going to tell you the story about the artist they're going to tell you about what they were doing and where this was where this was painted and the story behind the artist behind the painting they're not selling you the product 100%. they're selling you the person yeah. behind right and if you go in there and like these like these these people are masters at it you know and and i i've I've done it in i mean i I did it in um banff a few years back went in there and that sort of thing and like the way that they do it and you can do it here 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 in london or wherever but the way that they do it it's really useful because you should be selling yourself in that way right the way that those gallery owners are selling that artwork that's how you should be selling yourself not just the product that you're putting out there oh i love it that's perfect. Uh, Alistair, any any last thoughts before we end this? No, I think that was a, a great way to wrap it there, Jake. 100% agree with that. You know, it's the it's the vision, the, the conceptualization, the creation, but ultimately the, you know, the person behind it all that, as you say, they, they're experts at selling it. So, yeah, it's a great thing. Go visit, go visit any gallery and, and see how they sell it. Great way 100%. to end. JK, any parting thoughts before we shut this off? And also, where should people go to connect with you, learn from you, talk to you, et cetera? Thank you. Yeah. Um, jkxphotography.com. Yeah. All, all roads lead there. And I'm doing like I've, you know, kind of uh, alluded to throughout this, you know, doing a lot of online training with people, which is, which has been great. It's kind of something that I started during lockdown with, you know, people across the world. And it's been, you know, it's, 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 taken off yeah so i do a lot of online workshops with people all over the world as well as mentoring and feedback sessions and that sort of stuff um which is which has been great you know to see how other other people around the world work and kind of teach teach them from from uh home so uh, it's been good to check that out online workshops on there and online mentoring on my website all right very cool and i'll link to all that stuff in the show notes for this episode Thank you both. This has been a uh, much too short and too long at the same time conversation. (laughs) So We we could have gone on forever with this. Thank you both for coming on here, especially thanks to you, Jake. Uh, Appreciate you doing it. Pleasure. No, always. Always happy to come on. Yeah, Yeah, always. Yeah, we'll we'll do this more often, um, especially in this kind of roundtable format. This is going to... 
I think this will become more of a fixture on This Week in Photo where we do this kind of open conversation versus the one-on-one -on -one stuff so often. So we'll leave it right there. Uh, thank you both, and we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody. This is Twitter.